Hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's great to have you here today. Over the last several weeks here at Bethel, what we've been doing, if I could have the slides up, please. There we go. Um, we've been in this series, so this is Christmas, and we've been looking into Christmas story, and we've been doing it by looking at all of the characters in the story. So week one, Pastor Trey taught on Joseph, and we learned about the challenges that he had in being obedient to God's call in his life. And then week two, Pastor Melissa taught us about Mary, and we learned the challenges she had, how she had to submit her will to the will of God in order to be who God called her to be and be the mother of Jesus. Last week, Pastor Trey taught on the shepherds, and we saw how God has a heart for the outsiders. Shepherds were outsiders in their day, and God used them in a profound way. And today what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at Jesus, and we're going to learn from Jesus. But let me just say this. Over the last two weeks, I don't know if you if you were watching online or if you were here, two weeks ago when Pastor Melissa taught, she ended her teaching by singing with the worship team. You did a beautiful job, by the way. Last week, Pastor Trey ended his teaching by singing with the worship team, and he did a beautiful job, by the way. You know what I'm not doing today? <laughs> Nobody needs to leave early, all right? We'll leave the singing to the professionals. Hey, today what I want to do is, over the next 10 minutes, I want to talk to you about something we learned from Jesus, from baby Jesus. And so I want to start with a verse in Galatians. The Apostle Paul wrote this. When the right time came, the time God decided on, God sent his son born of a woman. When the right time came, the perfect time, just in time, the perfect time. We have a hard time agreeing with God about what the right time is. A lot of us want to rush God into doing something for us. We wonder why it's taking so long. And what I want you to realize is, when the right time came, the Bible says, the time who decided on? God. God's got a beautiful plan for your life, but you got to wait on him for his time. We get into trouble when we try to rush things, when we take shortcuts, when we think we're going to do something to help God out. Baby Jesus in the manger is reminding us, God's the one who decides the perfect time, God's the one who sent his son born of a woman. Listen, if you had an emergency in your home and you called 911 and a woman came to the house and you said, oh, thank God you're here. We need help. And she said, oh, no, I'm not your help. And he said, well, where's, where's the help? She said, I'm pregnant. He said, well, congratulations. Where's my help? And she said, well, eventually your help is going to be this baby. But the baby has to be born, has to grow, has to mature. And then eventually that baby is going to help you. There isn't one of us in this place who would ever devise a plan like that. But you know what? That's exactly what God did. The world was desperate and needed a savior. And God says in his perfect time, he sent his son. He didn't send a mature man. He sent his son born of a woman. God is not in a rush God's time is different than our time. And we have to learn to, to just allow God to do what he's doing in our lives. Listen, some of us came into 2022 convinced this is the year God was going to do something great for us, and we're a week away, and we're saying, God, hurry up. It hasn't happened yet. And God's saying, when you see Jesus in the manger, let it remind you, 
God's time is perfect, and God's never in a rush, but he's still at work. Second thing we learn from Jesus in the manger, God's for the outsiders. Last week, Pastor Trey taught this in, just, in such a beautiful, profound way. Luke 2 says, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. The radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news. A lot of us go through life feeling like we're outsiders when it comes to God. We're too big of a mess up. We're not holy enough. We're not spiritual enough. We're not good enough. Our history's too dark, whatever it is. And here's what I want you to realize. The shepherds, and I won't bore you with all the details. Check out Pastor Trey's teaching from last week. He did a great job showing us why shepherds were outsiders in their day. And who does God show up to? The shepherds. He intentionally goes after a group of people that the rest of the world wrote off. And he goes to them and he says, hey, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. If you are here, if you're watching online and you consider yourself an outsider, I got good news for you. Jesus is for you. God's for you. And it's not just with the shepherds. Think about the wise men who eventually made their way to Jesus. The wise men were people who did not worship God. They were people who worshiped the stars. And God's love for outsiders is so profound that he took a group of people who literally worshiped stars and he put a special star in the sky and he used that special star that they would worship and the star brought them where? Right to Jesus. God loves outsiders so much. God wants everyone to be connected to his son. The Bible says that God doesn't want anyone to perish, but that all come to repentance. God is so profound in his love for outsiders that if there's something in your life that you worship besides God, God will use that very thing to lead you to him. That's how much God loves outsiders. So when you see a manger, let it remind you The shepherds were outsiders. The wise men were outsiders. God's heart is for the outsider. And then the last thing I want you to think about. When you see a manger, let it be a reminder to you that God doesn't separate himself from suffering. Listen, the last few years have been deep when it comes to suffering on so many different levels. I mean, profound ways we've suffered as a church family, as a community, as a nation, as a world. The wounds are deep. And a question I've gotten over and over again is, Pastor Rob, why does God allow so much suffering? And honestly, I don't have an answer for that. But here's what I can tell you. When you see the manger, when you see Jesus in the manger, let it remind you that God doesn't separate himself from suffering. God didn't remove himself. Jesus wasn't born in a palace. Jesus wasn't born to royalty. Jesus was born amongst common people, ordinary people. Jesus starts his life when he's still inside Mary. They have to travel for census. That wasn't an easy journey. They end up in a stable. That's where he's born. And we romanticize the stable. Our nativity sets, we have these beautiful scenes of Jesus in a stable or in a barn. And there he is in a manger. And last week, Pastor Trey touched on this. A manger is a feeding trough. And here's the picture of a feeding trough being used by goats on a farm. 
and you can see how they're eating their food out of this feeding trough. Now, let me ask you something. When these animals are eating and they're taking stuff in their mouth, what's coming out the other end very often, right? Which is why barns smell the way they do. That's where Jesus was born. He doesn't remove himself from suffering. Soon after Jesus was born, the wise men came to see him. The king finds out that Jesus is there. Jesus, the king wants to kill Jesus. His family has to flee. Again, more suffering. And then ultimately, we know how Jesus' life ends on the cross. Jesus knew he came to suffer. Jesus knew he came to die. He always told, he always said he had to go to Jerusalem. He had to go to Jerusalem. Why? The cross was waiting for him. See, the Bible puts it this way. Jesus Christ came into the world, Christmas, to save sinners, Easter. Listen, I know a lot of us wish the situation in our lives was different, where the situation in our community was different, where the world was different. And we've desperately pleaded with God to change things. And it hasn't changed. And we've suffered long this year. Jesus in the manger is a reminder. He doesn't remove himself from suffering. We saw when we went through our series in James here at Bethel that God values spiritual endurance. God values patience. That's what he builds through suffering. And so as you find yourself in an uncomfortable place this Christmas season and you see Jesus in the manger, let it be a reminder to you God's with you. He hasn't removed himself from suffering. And so throughout the rest of this Christmas season, when you see the manger, when you see Jesus in the manger, let it remind you that God's not in a hurry. His plan for you is good, and he's working it out, and he's asking you to trust his time. God's for the outsider. If you're here today and you consider yourself just an outsider or a misfit, God's for you. He loves you. That's what he came for. And God doesn't separate himself from suffering. Jesus showed us that. As the worship team was singing, as Pastor Trey was on stage, they kept using the phrase, the joy of the Lord. And that sort of resonated in my mind. And and that phrase comes from Nehemiah chapter 8. And so I, I just looked it up after Pastor Trey used it. And can I read you the verse? Israel had gathered. They were working on a huge project. They were reading scripture. God was convicting them. They were realizing their world was broken. They wished things were different. They were remembering a better time. They wished they were there, and they saw what they had was so different. They didn't like it, and they were weeping. Listen to what Nehemiah says. Go and celebrate with a feast of rich food, and sweet drink, and share gifts of food with people who have nothing. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Sounds like Christmas. Some of us are beaten up this year. Some of us are down. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus came to give us joy, to give us hope, to give us peace, to give us a purpose, that's what we can celebrate. 
hey, how about we stand? We're going to stand. We're going to pray together. Then Kristen is going to lead us in some Christmas carols. I'm going to step aside and let the professional do the work. And we're going to sing some Christmas carols without any instruments. And we're going to close the service that way. So before we do that, let me pray. Father, thank you for the reminder today that you're for us. Your timing is perfect. Help us to trust in you. Thank you, that you for the reminder you're for the outsiders, God, for anyone here or watching who's never received your gift of salvation, Lord. The Bible says you're not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. I pray that right now, anyone who's never simply received your gift, the gift of forgiveness in their own heart, just right now reaching out and saying, God, I need you. I need you to forgive my sin. Thank you. Lord, where would any of us be without you? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you that you didn't remove yourself from suffering. You were born right in the middle of it. Your reminder to us, Lord, that you are using the suffering to build endurance and patience and character and integrity in us, Lord. Thank you for your willingness to work through the hard things even when we want to run from them. So, Lord, thank you that we could have joy, the joy of the Lord, even when so much around us is off or down. Help us to rest in that. Remember, the joy of the Lord is our strength, Lord. Thank you that we can celebrate Jesus coming. We pray this in in his precious name. All of us agree with the prayer and said, amen.